It's the Theonauts, episode 70. The one where David says, forget being a sheep, I'm going to be a donkey. The Theonauts Podcast. Christian news from around the globe. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. <laughs> Explore the vast reaches of God's word. Hello, all you Theo beasts of burden out there. <laughs> How's it going? I'm David Gaddy. <laughs> I'm Jeremiah Orr. And together we are the, the Theo Knots. <laughs> this episode, I'm having so much fun. It's so dangerous. It's just a da- <laughs> it's a dangerous episode for David because he's so tempted. We need to pray for David. Yes, yes, please. That he be not tempted past what he can bear. <laughs> How's everything going there, Jeremiah? Hey, it's pretty good. I. Uh, I'm looking forward to a three-day, well, actually a five-day weekend starting on Wednesday. So, Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Let's see the joys of teaching school. That's right. That's you get all that time off. Did, were you working today? Uh, yeah. Oh. And they tomorrow, work on Columbus Day? Yeah, and tomorrow I have uh, uh, parent-teacher conferences until 8 o'clock. So. Oh. But, the, the unjoys of being a teacher. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why so, Jimmy's failing. Maybe it's because you don't tell him to do his homework. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Can you tell me why he got schwats? Well, they don't do that anymore, do they? No. Okay. No, I did have a teacher mad at me the other day for setting the kid out because he was distracting people. Yeah. It was great. See, when I was a kid. It was always the kid's fault. Yeah, the way it worked was my dad was like, hey. If he needs it, whip the fire out of him. Yeah. And then it was like, if you get whipped at school, you're going to get twice as many when you get home. That's exactly how it was for me, but it's totally different now. <laughs> no, now it's like, you can't spank my kid. <laughs> <laughs> Little Johnny's a special boy. You, know, you just don't know I'm how to handle I'm too busy trying to raise a bunch of entitlement children. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. What a world, what a world. What a wonderful world. So, uh, <laughs> how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Um Hate to take it down a note, but there, uh, we, I had yeah. this, I had this, this thing that tore me up this weekend. Right. Um, one of the, the the place where I worked when I, I first went over to Haiti uh, in 2010, the, uh, met this wonderful woman who ran an orphanage there. Her name was Roberta Edwards, and just learned this weekend she was shot and killed um, while getting. She was on a, a, a run to get gasoline. And she had uh, at least one of the children with her, and he was abducted by the by the men who shot uh, Roberta. So yeah, all you guys out there that are um, listening, you prayer warriors, uh, make sure to keep that orphanage in your prayers. There's still about twenty kids there that basically just all lost their mom. Yeah, that's crazy. And then of course we have the little boy that. Chances so of why it. was he abducted? What did I mean? What's the what's the deal? Oh, it's it's, it's a slave uh, slave industry. Yeah, it's uh, human trafficking. It's huge over there. Haiti is the second largest uh, nation for uh, human trafficking. Wow! So in the world, so yeah, it's a it's a big deal. And and uh, where she had this orphanage is in a place called Santo, which is uh, outside of Port-au-Prince. Uh, it's also outside of uh, a place called City Soleil, which is the hands down worst place in Haiti. I mean, like, there's no police there. The UN won't go there. Wow. It's just ran by warlords. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And so there's there's a criminal element <clears throat> in that area. And uh, so, anyway, it's just a, it was a tough story to hear and yeah and uh man that those kids have been through some really rough stuff and uh like whenever the earthquake hit their security wall collapsed and that's why we were there to help fix that right roberta was in the united states she's actually an american she was married to a haitian the haitian man left her 
and she had they had already started this children's home and oh, had all these children to care for. So she stuck it out and just you know. But anyway, she was on vacation back in the United States, and uh, whenever the earthquake hit, and uh, so the kids were there all by themselves. And when when the security wall fell, they had one boy there who was a little mentally uh, off. Yeah, he just wasn't quite all there. And they were trying to get him into the into the house because the kids didn't know right. what's safe and what's not, and uh, they couldn't get him in in time. And the wall fell on him oh. and killed him. So these kids buried their brother yeah. as they see him um, while their mom was away. And so, so it's just a you know it's just one tragedy after another. It's just a tough area, and, yeah. and uh, um, if you have a heart for orphans and and whatnot be sure to be praying for them definitely. And they they definitely need it so Man. uh so anyway yeah didn't mean to bring the mood down but no um, but it's you know that's an important thing that we need to be praying for that the whole situation <clears throat> you know, it's it's we uh we get lost in our own lives mm-hmm. and uh and what's going on around us and we forget that there's a whole another world out there yeah it's not pain even... that's just crazy so it, it's it's almost un uh, comprehensible right. to us, uh, the 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 kind of world that they live in. Yeah, and it was just like you. It's like you know, why would they do that? Why would they take that boy? Exactly. Well, to them, it's just business. You know, you know? imagine stopping for gas and having your kid <clears throat> kidnapped and you shot. It's wow. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Messed so. up. It is. So, but anyway, we're in the throes of planning our next trip. Yeah, over there, uh, which, by the way, is not in the same area. It's the other side of Port Prince, where we always go. Right. Um, but we are um, we are getting all of our ducks in a row. Um, we are getting some good contributions to good. Uh, to help with uh, supplies yeah. and the distributions that we're going to do over there. And uh, Saturday, I'm meeting with a group of people. That are trying to drill well, Lagunov. Right. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, what it might take to get a, a, a well drilling rig. They're going to go look at one that's in Oklahoma. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. So we could, we, the, the goal is to be able to drill a well there by, by their next trip, which is in January. But, okay. So if you got that, I guess <clears throat> it just said you'd, you'd have to ship it over. Oh, yeah. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> so Crazy if people want to so. contribute, how do they do that? Uh, they need to go to footprintsofcharity.org. Um, and on that page at the top, you see uh, the donate button. Just donate. And then uh, there's several options for donating. You can do it uh, monthly, a fixed amount every month. Or you can do a custom amount. And you can also earmark it for certain projects. Um, if, you'll, if you'll click on the button that is earmarked for uh, Haiti donations... Uh, the, the the money will go straight to what we're doing there. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, if you want to help us to put water on uh, the island of Loganov, that's that's where we are needing a lot of funds for that. Imagine the lives you thing. would change by helping to to put water on that island. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a crazy. Well, thing. I was talking to Jerry, this guy that's also has a, a heart for this and is wanting to do it, and and he told me he said. Once we, he says, when we plant that well, because right now they all think that the land is cursed. They all, because th- they have voodoo roots. Oh, yeah. And they all think that the land is cursed and that, uh, the, that the spirits hate them and all this sort of stuff. And so what he wants to do is plant that well there and, and have it, you know, if he can hit that uh, 500 foot depth, right. it'll be just water like they've never seen before right and he wants to do that so that uh that they'll be like inundated with it sure and he he wants to take it and fill up you know cattle trough or whatever there and then he says while we got water we'll just start baptizing, baptizing. amen <laughs> we'll just baptize That's them right. all and get and and get this get these people converted out of this yeah. voodoo stuff and get them to trusting in god there is one god and he loves you <laughs> yes and he is providing water that's right you know? oh and man so, that's 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 kind of what the the hope is. That's awesome. uh, so if 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 nothing else, help us with you know being a prayer warrior and help yeah. and helping that way, because we can use all all the helps that we can, Amen. all the prayers that we can get. So, uh, so want some uh, news? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. And now the news. <clears throat> 
Well, as you mentioned, it is Columbus Day. Right? It is. Um, or, as some cities are referring to it, Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. <laughs> uh, this is from Relevant Magazine. It says, while most of the nation still recognizes today as Columbus Day, there is a move across several major cities to change the second Monday of October to Indigenous Peoples Day. At least nine cities have formally improved in the change the name uh, of the federal holiday, and several are considering shifting the focus away from the controversial historic historical figure. Oh, he's so controversial, whatever. Okay, uh, the, the move was first proposed back in the late 70s when the UN sponsored the International Conference on Discrimination Against Indigenous Populations in the Americas. What do you think about that? That's craziness. <laughs> well, how exactly is... Christopher Columbus, controversial. Oh, because he was very cruel to the natives, right? Okay, I don't. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. He was a Christian. He was a great Christian man. I don't yeah. know if you knew that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he's a a, a a he. Well, he attributes his faith in several of these passages in the Bible that talk about the earth being round. Right. And, yeah, those, those are referenced in his journals and stuff. Sure. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, he wasn't the first one to find America. Okay, whatever. That's that's fine. Whatever. Right. Uh, but there's a reason we celebrate Columbus Day. It was a big deal mm-hmm. for him to, to land here first. So. Well, yeah. Sure, he was shooting for India. Yeah. <laughs> but he thought that he could do it by going west, which has uh, never been done before. Right. Because he thought, okay, I can circum circumvent the, the globe the whole globe yeah and hit and hit uh india sure. on the other side he didn't yeah. know that there was a body of a right. continent in between <laughs> right uh, that's crazy so anyways and who knows it just one more step down down this road of pc yes it's junk, the craziest so. thing ever yeah anyways okay uh Another headline, ISIS is threatening to execute 180, 180 Assyrian Christians. The famously brutal terrorist group ISIS claims it will execute 180 Assyrian Christians who they kidnapped in February. The group demanded the Assyrian community pay $12 million, uh, for, <coughs> excuse me, for the release of the captured Christians. But Assyrian leadership says the amount is quote-unquote, unbearable. Uh, Christian Post uh, cited Osama Edward, director of the Assyrian Human Rights Network, as saying the negotiations have been suspended to the unbearable demands of the terror group. Uh, ISIS threatened to execute the 180 off, uh, hostages if we didn't pay the ransom. Uh, the kidnapped Assyrians are part of a group of 230 ISIS captured back in February uh, from the Kabor River. Uh, valley in Syria. Man, it's craziness mm-hmm. that we're allowing that to <clears throat> continue. I don't, man, it's, it's just scary. More political correctness. It is. We'd rather watch people die. Right. Than, than say that, you know, their, their religion is founded on hate. Mm-hmm. <coughs> okay. How about this one? This hits close to home. The Ten Commandments monument has been removed from the Oklahoma Capitol. I saw that. Yeah, in the middle of the night, they removed it. (laughs) I saw pictures of of people jackhammering it. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Okay. The massive granite monument of the Ten Commandments has been removed from the grounds of the Oklahoma State Capitol. Removal of the large structure took place overnight on Monday so that it wouldn't attract protesters. (laughs) Because I imagine in Oklahoma there'd be a lot of protesters. (laughs) Over the summer, the state Supreme Court ruled that Biblical Monument, which was donated by the local uh, to the local government, violated the state's constitution that reads, No public money or property shall ever be appropriated, applied, donated, or used, directly or indirectly, for the use, benefit, or support of any sect, church, denomination, or system of religion, for the use, benefit, or support of any priest, preacher, minister, or other religious teacher, or dignitary, or sectarian institute as such. <laughs> so basically, they're like, oh, I can't have that. And in the middle of the night, they went and removed it. Now, when are they going to remove the dome in the uh, Capitol building? That's what I want to know. <laughs> but uh, but Oklahoma can't have their Ten Commandments statue. Yeah. Or knock down the Washington Monument that has a verse on every flight of stairs on the inside. Right. You know? <laughs> it, it, it's just 
ludicrous. But anyway, so so that happened. Uh, so I guess it's okay to put scriptures in a monument as long as the monument is pagan in its structure. Because it so, is pagan. Yeah, That's so right. if you got a phallic uh, <laughs> temple or a monument like uh, the Washington Monument, right. you can put all the scriptures in it you want. Sure. Uh, no big deal. <laughs> or if you're going to put Zeus and, and Apollo and all right. these guys on the <laughs> rotunda of the Capitol building, who cares? Yeah, or Maybe Washington dressed up as a as a Greek god. Right. Why not? <laughs> Why not? So anyway, so, you know, it's it's really interesting that it happened that in Oklahoma. Ceres, Mars, and God we trust. <laughs> <laughs> which one? We say which one. <laughs> so anyways... Um, but it's surprising to me because Oklahoma is extremely conservative uh, politically, right? Um, and so for their Supreme Court to rule that, it's pretty interesting. It's just a sign of the times. But you know, uh, I don't know. It's it's going to come down someday. So yeah, why not? Yeah, and I mean, in the overall scheme of things, it's not. It doesn't change our faith. Sure, it's just. It's just a kick in the pants. Sure. Well, I'll tell you what did change my faith. Watching uh, Jesus, yes, <laughs> no, watching Patch, uh, Pastor Rich uh, Wilkerson Jr. Do you know him? <laughs> I guess not. He's Kanye West's pastor. Oh, he's a pastor to the stars. Gotcha. The man known as Kanye's pastor is about to be on reality TV. Oxygen recently released a trailer for Rich in Faith, an upcoming reality show. Yeah, Rich in (laughs) Faith. An upcoming reality show that follows, uh, and I don't even know how you say this, V-O-U-S, church. Vu? Like French? It's probably French. Yeah. (laughs) We like our churches to have French names. (laughs) Like uh, Vu. Vu means you, right? Yeah. Yeah, who? You church. That makes sense. Wow. It's all about you. you. <laughs> Anyways, pastor and author and the guy who officiated the wedding of Kanye and Kim, Rich Wilkerson Jr. Check it out. So it's this, there's this trailer, and I watched the trailer, and it's go to Revel, relevantmagazine.com and just watch the trailer. It's very, very interesting, this guy. <laughs> and he's he's got, like, I don't know. He's he's all about the I'm a I'm a all pastor about to that base. Yeah. I'm a pastor to this new generation of people and I'm hip and cool and yeah. you know, drink my boss water and and uh <laughs> you know, listen to my Kanye while I'm telling people about Jesus and uh it's about and this is what he says, it's about connecting people with their higher power, is what he said on there. He did Wow, let's be completely nondescript. Exactly. So Anyways, that's coming to the Oxygen. Well, obviously, it's the Oxygen channel, yeah, which is Oprah's. So yeah, but hey, he's right. Is that along. Oprah's? I know she's got her own. Isn't O? Oh no, it's called the O, isn't it? There's yeah, the O W N Oprah Winfrey Network. That's right. Well, I think Oxygen's on there. It might be. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Rob Bell, he's on Oxygen, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know there was any really religious stuff on Oxygen. Yeah, Rob Bell has his own oh. Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> Basically, nice. <laughs> his own Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah, good old Rob, <laughs> Robin Rich, man. Great guys, great guys. Anyways, that's that's all I I could stand in the news this week. Uh, okay. Oops, I canceled that. We'll do it again. Yes, because we actually do have voicemail this Yay. time. Yay, David. Jeremiah, it's your boy Brendan over at Finding Christ in Cinema. Actually, I'm not there right now. What I am on is a road heavily uh, trafficked, being constructed upon. Uh, and I'm at a traffic jam, and I thought, what better time to call the theater on? Uh, JK, I just finished the, uh, the Get Thee Behind Me Satan episode, another home run, Grand Slam hit. Thank you, guys. Uh, one thing I think about is a lot of the temptations we like to throw uh, throw the devil's way or, or blame him for tempting us really stems from our own from really our own desires. Uh, you know, you, th- you think back to 
Uh, I get y'all mentioned the book of James in the episode. I think of James chapter one, uh, when when it says uh, every everyone is everyone is tempted by their own desires, and then they are drug away by the sin. And when the sin is fully conceived, it brings forth death, or something like that. I don't know. I'm driving. I can't really read the Bible right now. Uh, but also, uh, and it's, again, it's in the New Testament. You guys probably can find as much as I can. But it talks about the about the three things that that drive people away into sin. Uh, that being the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So, so really, uh, and I think it's just part of our own free will. But uh, I mean, like you said, the devil doesn't do a lot. He's just crafty enough to uh, to get us to thinking that we, you know, that we aren't good enough, or you know, it's part of that deception. He 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 really, I mean, like he's kind of like God in the fact that he puts the ball in our in our court and leaves the decision to us. But anyway, just tossing that out there. Thanks again for the episode, guys. Jeremiah, welcome back, buddy, and uh, David. Don't let the door hit you with a good Lord's you. <laughs> wow. Okay, there, uh, Brendan. Uh, <laughs> wow. That, that's an appropriate uh, send-off for this episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Anyways. Well, that was that was good insight, though. Yeah. Because definitely, and it's something that I wanted to say, and I totally forgot about. So thanks, Brendan, for bringing that up. It, He's exactly right. You know, a lot of times we like to say, oh, Satan's tempting me, Satan's tempting me, yeah. when he should go, oh, I'm tempting me, I'm tempting me. Oh, he's a good patsy. Yeah. I mean, you is. don't mean like, the devil made me do it. Right. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, yeah, he's got a good point. He has no, uh, Satan has no real power or authority right. except for over the world. So if, if you're being over blown by him it's because we're too close to the world right so it's and, and so it's not he's too strong for us it's that you know we're not uh that's good we're not fighting hard enough i like uh i like how he says your boy brendan that's pretty cool he should he should use that more often yeah it's your boy brendan <laughs> okay so that should be his rap name yeah so that's how we want you to to sign on to finding christ and send right. him whenever you're on exactly so. and your boy brendan <laughs> it's like boy wonder but way cooler yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so so thanks, Brendan, for that. Yes, very cool. Theo trivia. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You notice my Screw cough, tape. by the way? Yes. What's the deal? I don't know. I've been coughing a lot. No. I think I'm getting sick. Oh, you're gonna to have to start wearing a surgical mask when yes. you come in. Seriously, <laughs> in here or a death bring at least bring a death catcher. Death catcher, yeah, with you. So, oh, and I I forgot to mention that we did get a little bit of feedback on our our Facebook um, page from Philip. Oh yeah, our, our friend Philip over there. Um, our friend Philip. Yeah, and uh, your boy Brendan, my, our fi- friend Philip. That's right. Uh, King Philip, as they King say Phillip. over there That's at Johnny right. Crossing Cinema, and uh, I thought it was hilarious. Did you did you see <laughs> the it? King? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, you know how during the episode last week we did the whole thing with uh, I don't remember what we were talking about, but I was like, get that corn out of my face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he put the he put the animated gif. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, from Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> I've been knocking get that, that corn out of my face. Get that corn out of my face. So anyway, all right, let's play you know, some trivia. You know, we could like spend a year quoting all his movies. <laughs> Seriously. Know. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. Okay. So I think I'm on names. Yeah, you are. In <clears throat> the N word. <laughs> who told the loss of the Ark of the Covenant? Who fell off his chair, broke his neck, and died? No. When told? <laughs> let me reread that. When told? Of the loss of the Ark of the Covenant, who fell off his chair, broke his neck, and died? Hmm. I'm at a loss. Really? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Let me think. 
let me guess, during that time frame, it was before Josiah. It was around first. I'll give you say around first Samuel. Oh really? Yeah, it was in first Samuel. Oh, I thought it was. It would have been the Kings. But, no. Um, um, I don't know. I give up. Eli. Eli. Okay. Eli, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Crazy. All right. So you're on history and geography, right? Yeah. I'm way behind you. Go okay. Ahead. Here we go. Okay. This is definitely history. You won't find it in your Bible. Really? <laughs> really? This is supposed to be Bible trivia. But you can get it. But you oh, can get come it. Come on. All right. What hymn was sung? When, William Tyndale. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. okay what? <laughs> William Tyndale. <laughs> William Tyndale. What hymn was sung <laughs> by passengers sinking aboard the Titanic? What in the world does this have anything to do with the Bible? This is Bible trivia. I'll, this is hogwash. I'll, I'll give you another one. No, no, I, I got it. I think it's got to be Amazing Grace. No! <laughs> nearer my God to thee. How am I supposed to know that? It was even like, in the movie. Okay, like I watched that Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Right, right. Like, honestly, but, but it was Avatar's like a big thing even before that. I mean, A- Aviator's the only movie I'd watch of his. Yeah, give me another <laughs> one. That's hogwash. You didn't you didn't like Inception? I didn't like Inception. What? I wasn't a big fan Blasphemy. of Blasphemy. I know. A lot of people thought it was great. That's a cool movie. Me. Awesome movie. Well, I, I did like uh, Romeo and Juliet. I, I like Boz Lerman. Yeah, Boz Lerman is cool. Okay. Anyway. Okay, I'll give you another one. All right, thanks. Because okay, that was a kind of a uh, cheap one. Yes, a cheap shot. Okay, from what direction? Did the star of Bethlehem shine? East. <laughs> Boy, that was quick. <laughs> yes. See, the man Bible. knows, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, letters, numbers, and sequences for me. All right. Wait a minute, you didn't pass Oh, names. I'm sorry, you're right, I didn't. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I blew that Eli question. <laughs> he totally did. Okay. <clears throat> Fell off his chair and- <laughs> Okay, here we go. Wow, that was that was some distraught news right there. Yeah, <laughs> this this one, whose birth is described in Luke chapter two. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's that's what it was. <laughs> Merry Maybe Christmas. A, 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 <laughs> Trick question, I'm going to say Jesus? Yes! Okay, I was no, John the Baptist. It could have been John the Baptist. <laughs> yeah, it was Jesus. But I do know it talks about Jesus. Right, definitely. All right, well, I'm glad I got the kitty, the kitty cards. <laughs> well, Eli was tough, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I don't know. It probably wasn't tough, I just didn't get it. Okay, so what's, uh, which one did we, okay, you're on Prophecy. Oh, yeah. You love these. I know. Okay, who, by God's power, performed the first revival of a dead person in Scripture? Elijah. Was it Elijah? Yes. That can be found in 1 Kings 17 and 22. Yeah, didn't he like lay on top of the kid and like breathe into his mouth? I think that's the case. Which is kind of creepy, I'm not going to lie. It is really kind of creepy. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to lay on top of a dead corpse and breathe into his nostrils. It'll be okay, Mom. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no problem. So what type of asinine study do you have for us today? <laughs> See, man, you just can't let it go. It's not my fault. You're the one that oh, chose the topic. By the way, I'm over here looking at my text messages. Are you? And, and, and uh, Michael's answering the quiz question. <laughs> yes, Michael, you got that right. <laughs> Good job. So uh, he had near my God to thee whenever you were struggling. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So 
What we're going to talk about today is an interesting little study that I thought we would do. Yes. About donkeys? A story about a donkey. Okay. Yes. Sweet. Because I think that this is this is super cool because and we're not we're not talking about Balaam tonight. No, not talking about Balaam. Okay. Um in, in fact, it's uh it's it's a lot shorter than that story. We're just talking about uh when Jesus was coming into the um, the uh, into Jerusalem for um, whenever the triumphal entry happened, he came in on a donkey. Right now, this was prophesied in Zechariah nine and verse nine, where it says, uh, "Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout aloud, O daughter of Zion! Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation. Is he humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey?" Now, if you have your King James Version, <laughs> you can see some wordplay. <laughs> there you go. Right. So, but, uh, but this, th- there's some interesting things in here because I-, I thought about this going back to a story you told about. Um, oh, yeah. Who was it? Uh, uh, Voice of the Martyrs. Yeah. Came and what was that story again? Oh, uh, one of the one of the guys from Voice of the Martyrs. Uh, whenever I was in high school, uh, I went to a Christian private school, which which was fun. And uh, anyways, in our uh, religion class, uh, one day we had a guest speaker, and it was a guy from Voice of the Martyrs, and uh, he had been imprisoned for for many years and been beaten and and all this stuff for the gospel basically mm-hmm. he was a missionary mm-hmm. been imprisoned and I I can't even remember where or anything but he was little and he was hunched over and old and just you know so the guy our our teacher gets done introducing him tells him all this stuff that he's done all this great stuff and and he walks up and he writes the word ambassador on uh, the board, and he, and he turns around and says, we're all called to be ambassadors of Christ. Does anybody know what an ambassador is? And so he got a couple of answers, then he turned back around, and he goes, he draws a circle around the ASS, <laughs> an ambassador, the word ambassador. And he turns around, and he says, this is really what we're called to be, asses for Christ. <laughs> and what he meant by that was donkeys. Everybody kind of laughs, but... Then we're like, oh, we get it. You know, yeah. this guy, he was a, he was nothing more than a donkey carrying the message of Jesus Christ right. to a foreign land. And <clears throat> it's actually interesting that um, that we have this play on words. And the reason why um, uh, I say that is because, you know, back years and years and, you know, I say even 50, 60 years ago, uh, the word ass was seen completely differently than what it is now. Even and uh, because I mean, there are even cartoons I used to watch as a kid that would would call people jackass. Sure. And you know, mm-hmm. and now when we hear that, such a derogatory. Oh yeah. Such a, even like my my parents would consider that a curse word. You don't use that. You don't say it. <laughs> so well. would mine. Right. So, um, but the but before that, the the idea was that you were gullible. Or because it was always like in the cartoons when it would happen, it was always like a fool. Yes, it was always like you know one character was made to look stupid, right. and then he would transform into this into a donkey. donkey. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I can't do a very good donkey. That was terrible. It was great. Oh, <laughs> anyways. So, so the 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 thing is, as as Christians, if you are really if you are really out there preaching God's love. Jesus is Jesus crucified. Uh, what does what does uh, Paul tell the Corinthians that is to people? <laughs> he says to the Jews it's a stumbling block, right? And to the Greeks or the Gentiles, foolishness, right? Okay, so that is how you are seen, sure, as a devout Christian. Uh, you are seen aside from the hypocrisy that we've frankly earned. Aside from that. What we are teaching sounds like foolishness to people. Well, yeah. Mythology. Right. Hokey religions, you know, just yeah. like Han Solo. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing compared to a blaster at your side, kid. Right. And the, you know, in the, uh, 
in the more <clears throat> learned world. I, I'm in the middle of teaching my uh, American uh, American lit class, and we're at Literature of the Revolution mm-hmm. uh, at that phase. And so we're reading, we've read back-to-back uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Paine, right? Right. And uh, both of them were deists, but they weren't Christians. And... Thomas Paine went so far as to write a treatise on what he did and what he didn't believe about religion. And one of the things he wrote was, this is this is all foolishness to say that Jesus Christ died, buried, resurrected, you know, and ascended to heaven. It's just total nonsense, total foolishness. Right. You can't, you know, and this is a brilliant man, Thomas Paine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's one of the fathers <clears throat> of, of the revolution. And, uh, you know, uh, Franklin was the same way. They, they, they looked at it and they thought it was utter nonsense mm-hmm. to to actually believe these things right so well and and so it's it's a fitting thing and so yes the the word has come to mean our posterior <laughs> but you know put that that idea aside we are asses yeah in the terms of how the world has has traditionally seen that animal as a as a foolish animal but there are things uh, about the ass or the donkey that also just like the 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 gentleman was trying to convey to your class that we are beasts of burden yeah that we carry people's loads for them yeah so yes the ass is a stupid animal <laughs> we're stupid people That's we right. often are and and but we serve and that is what that is what we're we are called to do. Yeah. And in this one particular instance, I want to look at um, this story that happens in Mark chapter 11. <clears throat> if we read the first 11 verses here, it says, Now when they drew near to Jerusalem to, to Bethphage, Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, And immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it and I will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at the door outside in the street and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. <clears throat> and many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leaf branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father, David. Hosanna in the highest. And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything as it, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. So a couple of interesting things here. Jesus does this to make a statement. He doesn't even stay in Jerusalem. Turns right, right. back around and leaves where he came from. Right. He, yeah. <clears throat> a lot of people don't get that. He has a triumphal, triumphal entry and then he, <laughs> he turns back around and goes to Bethany. Pretty if you read The Coming Prince by Sir Robert Anderson... He does this thing with math in there where he counts down from the prophecies of, of Daniel in Daniel 9, and he adds up the days that are mentioned there in Daniel from the time, because Daniel says from the time of the rebuilding of the wall of Jerusalem until the time that the coming prince shall come is, I can't remember exactly how many weeks, but it's weeks of years. Huh. And uh, it's like 69 weeks or whatever. And uh, so anyway, if you do all the math and figure it out and you figure out when exactly the decree was made for the, uh, by uh, Artaxerxes or uh, Darius, uh, Cyrus, to, right. s- to send, to allow them to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the wall and you do the math on the years, it comes down to the day we can assume based on, on the year that we know that Jesus started his ministry, it comes down to the exact same year. Wow. To this date. So Jesus had a very specific thing in mind. Yeah, he did. And he's fulfilling Zechariah 9 and 9 whenever he does it. Now, what's interesting here is uh, the fact that he uses this donkey. 
And uh, the ESV is very kind in using the word cult because often I think of cult, I think of a young horse. Right. But this is not a horse. This is a donkey. This is a right. jackass that he's talking about. And the, 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 there's several interesting things to note about it. Um, first off, uh, the firstborn of each donkey had to be redeemed by blood, by a sacrificial lamb. Huh. In their culture. That comes from uh, Exodus, the 13th chapter, verse 13. There is a command there. It says, every firstborn of a donkey, you shall redeem with a lamb. Or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. Every firstborn of man among your sons, you shall redeem. So, interesting thing. A donkey doesn't exist here unless it had been redeemed. Wow. So, much the way we are. We, without re- redemption, we're as good as a neck, as a broken neck, a dead person, a dead donkey. Man, that's a great symbolism, <clears throat> huh? That's, that's it's just a picture of Christ. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, if we look at all the things that that uh, all the scriptures that talk about how we were before Jesus, you know, what were we, you know, before uh, before Jesus, the. Uh, it says there in Ephesians 2, first three verses, you were dead in the trespasses and sins. So just like this donkey without the redemption of the lamb is de- dead. Is dead. Yeah. So were we in which you walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now in work in the sons of disobedience. See, uh, so that's where we were. Um, we were carnally minded uh, as Romans 8 states that those who are carnally minded are at enmity with God. We, yeah. we're, we are the enemies of God at that point. Uh, and we, we too are redeemed by the blood of a lamb. The same way that this donkey had to have been redeemed uh, by the blood of the lamb. Um, the donkey deserved death according to the law. Right. His neck was to be broken had he, if he's not redeemed. Uh, Romans six twenty three: the wages of sin are de- is death. That's our right. That's our just recompense. Um, but yet, instead, we receive life. Uh, Ephesians two verse four through seven, um, where it just says, "But God, being rich in mercy, because of His great love for which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have we're been saved." saved. Um, and we were pardoned from our sins according to Colossians 2, 12 through 14, <clears throat> and reconciled to back to God. Now, here's one thing that happens to this donkey. He's tied up. He's somewhere else, estranged from the Lord. The Lord calls him. He tells these disciples, go bring that donkey to me. Huh. Because I have need of him. I have work for him. Right. So much the same way, uh, we are reconciled to to God. And the donkey was reconciled to Jesus. Right. For a specific purpose that that uh, was, was laid out. Um, you know, in Job, Job 9 verse 32 says, um, Job talking about God. And how he'd like to have a conversation with him. <laughs> Which, yeah. be careful what you wish for. Right, exactly. Um, he says, for he is not a man as I am, that I might answer him, that we should come to trial together. There is no arbiter between us who might lay his hand on us both. Hmm. Well, Job, you just haven't seen him yet. You haven't met him yet. But there is an arbiter. and It's Jesus. Right. <laughs> and this idea of him laying his hand on us both um, is very similar to the act of sacrifice. Right. Because the priest would put his hand on the sinner and on the lamb. And the, the sins would transfer from one to the other and the righteousness would transfer from one right. to the other. So that's the same thing that, that, that we experienced wow. here. Um, and the only reason that we are alive to serve him is because 
of this sacrifice. Sacrifice, yep. Um, several things, to, interesting things to note about this just small little passage. He says, go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a goat, a, a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Hmm. So is this a, is this a broken mule? That's a good question. Uh, we, you know, we don't know that, but that, that, that'd be a very, you know, it, it'd be easy to understand that it wasn't broken. Right. So, because uh, he said, no, he made a point of that. Right. No one's ever tamed this thing. No huh. one. No one's ever sat on it. And think about how we are. Well, yeah. Before Jesus. Well, and think about. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I've I've worked with uh, beasts of burden. I've worked with horses. Yes. And uh, you don't want to sit on a horse that nobody's ever sat on mm-hmm. before, unless you know, unless you're breaking it, and it takes a long time to break it. So that's a really interesting thing that uh, this colt. Uh, it had never been broken until, you know, Jesus would set on. So the, the idea is, and it, it's an act of submission. Uh, right. Being broken is an act of submission. Right? Yes. So whenever you sit on that horse, you, the horse is admitting that you're boss, and it is not. And mm-hmm. you are. And allowed, they don't like that. No, they don't. They don't at all. Um, and it takes a horse a long time to get used to that idea. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine a donkey's the same way. Uh, but uh, you know, the picture is you know it's yielding its its back, it's yielding its uh, its life and submission. Mm-hmm. So you have Jesus sacrificing, right? You have the picture of of the lamb sacrificing, and then the picture of the donkey yielding submission, right? <laughs> so there's there's so there's this model at work here, right? That that's that's happening in in this and and. Uh, and and just as we're wild asses before <laughs> before Jesus gets his hand on us, right? I mean, we're crazy. I mean, what are we doing? We're out there doing crazy things, right? We're living to our own means. We're just we're just <laughs> living for a good time. I mean, it's it's like we're out of control without yeah. without him. That's right. And and yet um, he tames us and he he brings us into uh, into submission. We uh, the donkey was ruled by Jesus. There in Mark uh, eleven verse seven it says, and they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. So it's, it had never been broken before. Yeah, had never been ridden before. Yet Jesus just takes in control and he sits on it and he and he rules it. Yeah. Um. So service is what being Christian is all about. Right. And that's one of the things I think that the outside world doesn't doesn't realize when they look at us. They think that we're all high and mighty and that we have no sins or that we're better than them. And right. We, we have this hypocritical uh, essence about us. And a lot of that is is we too have often misunderstood what, what, what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> when in reality, it's about service. It, it's nothing more than being a beast of burden for Jesus. Um, <clears throat> this morning I read this quote by Charles Spurgeon that I think fits really well with this. It says, The best definition of humility I have ever heard was this, to think rightly of ourselves. Hmm. It says, When you are half an inch above the ground, you are that half inch too high. Your place is to be nothing. Amen. You know? Amen. And that's the truth of that's, it. Who wants to be a donkey. <coughs> who, who? Not I. You know, I mean, no one wants to be labeled a jackass. No one wants that type of of mentality because it's humbling. Because it right. is. Because it draws you down into. It takes away your pride. It takes away your ego. And and that's exactly where we need to be in order. <laughs> To serve others. Exactly. Well, in the minute we consider ourselves, and that, that's what Christian, you know, that's what um, Paul says over and over again, is to consider each other as more important than yourselves, right? Right. Um, so the minute we do that, the minute we start considering others as above ourselves and consider the high calling we have, I mean, the, the reality that <laughs> that for some reason, even though we're donkeys, 
Jesus chose us. He could have ridden in a white horse. Right. And he deserved to. Yeah. He deserved to be on a, on a stallion, a stallion, man. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Right. But no, he comes. He comes in on this, on on this this humbled animal, this yeah. this this beast of burden. And if if you go and 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 look at at how we are supposed to be throughout the scriptures, Jesus laid that model before us whenever he got down on his hands and knees in oh, front of yeah. his disciples and washed their feet. Same week, by the way. Yes, <laughs> and they're going. You can't do this. Peter's like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I need to be washing your feet. He's like, you don't get it. This is what this is what I'm called to be. I'm yes, I'm your king, I'm your lord, but right. I'm also serving you, and this is what you need to be to one another. Yeah, and that was the biggest point: is that be me, pattern yourself, your life after this. That's right. Uh, Make and, your mind that of Christ Jesus. Right, and yeah. so. Uh, First uh, Corinthians twelve verse four through thirty one. Uh, I'm not going to read all that, yeah. but but it's where Paul is telling the Corinthians, look, you're you're wanting certain gifts. You're like just hungry for healing powers and for speaking in tongues and right. all these miraculous things. He says, but the thing is, you've got gifts. Yeah. You've got way, and the point of the gifts is to serve one another in them, right? And that you know, and that's that's the reality. And what 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 is their motive? What's the reason why behind them desiring those gifts? Is it really to serve God, or is it to puff up their own little heads? Right, right. And to that's, be more than a donkey, exactly. And Paul's going, no, don't forget, you're nothing but a donkey. Don't don't forget that. Number one, and number two, you know, the only reason we get we have these gifts is for the furtherance of the gospel. <laughs> so that more people can come to know Jesus and be donkeys for him and to serve one another. And that's it. Right. If you're not using it to serve one another, but to say, look at me, look at me, look yeah, at me. look how powerful I am. Then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah, and, right. you know, the, I imagine that donkey wasn't going, look at me, look at me, look at no, me. No, no, not at all. What are we doing? We're going, look at him on my back, <laughs> right? Right. That's good. And just look at, 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 you know, we're not called to serve in the exact same function. But but are the same level, but the same function. We are all supposed to serve one another in yeah. in the things that we are called to do. Um, for example, Ephesians five: Wives submit to your husbands. Ephesians six: Children submit to your parents. Ephesians five: Submit one to another. Right. Uh, uh, also in Ephesians six: Workers are to submit to their employers. First Timothy three: The congregation submits to the elders or the 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 leaders. Uh, in Hebrews 12, we all submit to God. Anyone who fights authority or servitude is fighting God. They're not godly. That's true. The, the whole point is to be a servant, to serve others. That's why you go to, to places where people are poor or, or why you, you uh, help at the, at the soup kitchen or why you just help some old lady across the street for some, just right. something. Just to to know that you are in service, you know. Yeah, Christina and I, uh, my wife, were reading uh, this Multiply book by Francis Chan. Oh yeah, and uh, we're in the middle of that that whole. You know, God gives you purpose, and if if you're not living your life on purpose, then you're not really living. Um, and the main purpose is to love God and love others, right? Mm-hmm. So, in service, committing your life in service. So, what are you doing? in service to the church and to those around you. What if you if you're not doing anything but instead you're I don't know, living your life to collect comic books or living, you know, living your Although life Although that's to, fun. Yeah, that's great stuff, whatever. <laughs> but if you're not doing that, then you're really not living that Christian life. Right, right. Because the Christian life is all about service. And it's it's so rewarding. Being a servant is yeah. a rewarding thing. Yeah. Uh because it, it's a loving thing. Right. And it is so much if uh, a the word Christian means to be Christ-like. If you're going to yeah. be Christ-like, you've got to be a servant because that's what Jesus was to us. Right. And so if we are, are serving others, you will feel closer to God yeah. when you're serving others. Amen. So <clears throat> uh, one thing to note also in that uh, same verse, Mark 11, verse 4, um, well, on verse 2, first off, he says, uh, untie it and bring it to me. And in verse 4, that's exactly what they did. They went and they found the colt, 
tied at the door outside of the street, and they untied it. Okay, so as a donkey, are we tied? <laughs> we get tied up in things all the time, don't right, we? Yeah. Do and and while it's tied up at the post, is it serving Christ at all? No, it's just standing still. No, it can't. It, it can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, because it's too wound up and tied up to the post that it cannot do its purpose. It cannot serve the purpose that Jesus is 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 calling this donkey for. Right. Um, now, if we look at us, what does it say there in Romans six uh, seventeen and eighteen verses that we've read on on here uh, time and time again? Uh, it says, but thanks be to God that you were once slaves of sin, but become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed and having been set free from sin, you've become slaves of righteousness. Amen, that's right. So we forego the the tying at the post and we submit to a different type of, sure. of service. Uh, a, a, we become a slave of slave righteousness. Of righteousness. Yeah. We allow that bridle to be put into our mouth. We, we allow that saddle to be put onto our back. Right. Or, or whatever it is that controls us with the Lord's hand. Yeah. So he's got, he's got the reins. Right. And he is now leading us in, in the, the direction. So we're, so we're tied in a different fashion. We're no longer tied at the post of the world, outside the city, outside of, of the service of God. Now we have a righteous uh, servitude that we're, that, we're, uh, that we're tied to. Amen. Um, in uh, just like uh, similarly to being um, that wild beast that we talked about before in 2 Corinthians 5, Verse 15, it says, And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This is about regeneration. Yeah, and and that's that's in essence what is happening when this donkey's untied. Right, he has a new purpose. He has a new, he has a new master, right. and so he has an so he serves completely different than he did before. Before, and so with Christ in us, we need to be regenerated. If we're not, if it changes part of repentance, uh, if we have never changed, we still need salvation. Amen. You're not there yet. Uh, if you've never been released, you need to let him free you, right? And 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 need to come into into his service. Uh, service. Uh, it's also interesting to note that Jesus told the owners, he said, "I will bring it back to you when I'm through." Now think about that for a minute. Okay, we go and we serve Christ, but now are we just happy-go-lucky with him forever in heaven? Or does he send us back into the place we came from, <laughs> but now changed? That's pretty clever. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen that before. So, so, so you're so now we're we were unbroken, wild, right. tied up in our sin. Now we come back, broken, ready to be to to serve, ready to be ridden, right, and taking care of whatever needs are here on the earth while we're here. Yeah, amen. And we still look like a donkey, so people still treat us like a donkey, but <laughs> the reality is is we're a broken donkey. Right. That's great. Right. So, um, and this is what God does, for crying out loud. Yeah. And let's read our Bibles. I mean, yeah. we, we stop and really think about this. This is what, what God does. He t You give him Abram, what's he do? Uh, Abram is a disobedient pagan, and he returns Abraham, a mighty man of faith. Yeah. You give him Jacob. The scheming heel catcher, and he returns Israel. as Israel, the father of a nation. Yeah. You give him Saul of Tarsus, a mean, cruel man, and he will give you back Paul, a mighty apostle of God. You give him Simon, a weak, brash man, and he gives you back Peter, a rock for yeah. Jesus. You give him your broken, sin-scarred life, and he will give you back a new start, new life, and a new home with Amen. him. Amen. 
So he's all about changing us. That's that's the whole thing that um, that that it's about. Uh, one of the last things to look at here is that the donkey was needed. That's good. That's uh, we you serve a purpose as a Christian. It's not just about okay, I'm going to show up to church every Sunday and I'm going to do my thing and I'm done. You serve a purpose. God needs you. Not because he can't do it without you, like he's not powerful enough to do it, but because of his plan and the way he because has laid he chooses it out. to, he wants his to. right, his sovereignty, yeah. has willed it this way. Uh, yeah, I have a scripture here that that probably fits really good in in this. First uh, Corinthians one twenty seven twenty six starts with twenty six, mm-hmm. um, and you know this, but it says, "For consider your calling." First thing, first thing Paul says says is reminds them of their calling, right. God has God has chosen you and called you for a purpose. You have a purpose, a calling. Consider your calling, brethren, that not uh, not many of you were wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despised God has chosen. Mm. The things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are. So this idea is God has chosen you, not because you're awesome, right? but because you're a wild ass, right? <laughs> right, right. And he wants, he wants to use you so that people can look at you and go, what an awesome God. <laughs> right? Right. No exactly. And so, um, um, you know, if we look there in Mark 11 and 3, whenever he says, uh, if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it. And we'll send it back when he's through. So the prophecy already existed. Zechariah 9 and 9 was already written. Right. It was already in the books. Okay. This could not happen without the donkey. Right. It says that right there in Zechariah 9. Exactly. The, it, the donkey is needed. It's good. And so, and so Jesus had to get the donkey to make this happen. Right. It, it was a partnership, in essence, that, that, that had to occur there. Uh, we may be the only Bible that some people will ever read. That's right. And, and you know, because not everyone's going to sit down and read that Bible. Maybe they need you to be his hands and to be his feet and to, yeah. and to be his servant uh, uh, to them. To be his living word. And here's another interesting thing. Whenever Jesus came through those gates, how many eyes were on the donkey? None. None. They were on <laughs> Jesus, yeah. not on the donkey. Thus, we serve to glorify him and not ourselves. Right. So in essence, what we're doing is when we are serving, the world should see the sun through us. Yeah. They should see Jesus on us, right. riding on us and not, not us. Yeah. And that's a, a, a part of what, what we were talking about before, I think, is, is part of the, um, the problem where people get all puffed up about their Christianity. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's about me and it's about you sure. know, what all I've done. Look at how great I am, yeah. Instead of instead of bringing it back down and saying, no, it's about Jesus, I'm just his beast of burden. Yeah. I'm just his ass. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, my favorite Shakespeare play, it all, arguably, my favorite Shakespeare comedy is Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> of course it is. And uh, yes, love it, love it. And uh, there is one place where the constable is very dim-witted uh, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the, the story, and he arrests some people. And he's trying to charge them, and he just doesn't know how to do it. He can't use the right words. He's, just, he's making things up because he doesn't know what he's saying. Right. And one of the people he's charging looks at him and says, you are an ass. Okay, now, once again, this is Shakespeare a long time ago. We're not talking about our bottoms. Right. <laughs> He's calling him a donkey. Right. He's saying, you are an ass. In other words, you are stupid. Yeah. You can't charge me. You, you, I'm smarter than you. Right. And because the constable was so dim-witted, he said, let it be written. 
I am an ass. <laughs> so that should be our credo. Our cry. Yeah. I let it be written. <laughs> we are asses. Now that is Man. Please don't take this as us cursing. I'm seeing a new t-shirt. Because <laughs> <laughs> this this is about this is about being humbled. And who cares if someone sees you as what the world sees as an ass? That's right. Whenever God sees you as redeemed. Amen. And as a servant for him. Amen. So anyway. Anything else on that, Jeremiah? Man, that's I think that seals it, dude. <laughs> You can't get any, uh, any, yeah, we'll more probably get like some a donkey blowback on this one. It'll be fun. <laughs> some asinine comments because I'm trying to think, okay, what am I going to title this episode? Because <laughs> there's all kinds of things you could, you could say, but what picture are you going to use? That's what I yeah. want to know. <laughs> it will be a donkey. All right, good, good. The Theonauts are part of the Great Commission Transmission Network, using new media and social networking to go into all the world and proclaim the good news to everyone. To find out more or to partner with us, visit us at gctnetwork.com. Subscribe to the newsletter and stay up to date on the latest from all of our shows, including Finding Christ in Cinema. There are several ways to contact us and leave us feedback. Send us email to theonauts at gctnetwork.com. Call us on our voicemail line, 972-885-7270, and you too can be like Brendan. (laughs) Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast catcher, and don't forget to leave us comments there and rate us. Tweet to us on Twitter using at Theonautical. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Theonauts. Follow us on Instagram at Theonauts, and don't forget to tune in again to explore the... Vast reaches of God's word with us. Okay, Jeremiah. Thanks for being here, brother. Thank you, dude. All right, God bless. This has been Theonauts Podcast. Call us with your questions or comments at 972-885-7270. That's 972-885-7270. Love to hear from you. You are tuned in to the GCT Network. This is your Great Commission Transmission at GCTNetwork.com.